Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you could have been anywhere else in the world tonight, but you're right here. You're with us at the magical TTA Studios as we present DCN This Week, your weekly news and information show provided to you by the Disney Crew for the week of June 4th, 2018. On tonight's show, we got a bit of a potluck for you. And in the news segment, that's more bark than bite. We'll go deep with our correspondent, Brooke, as she answers for some critical comments she made about Dole Whips. And we'll have an Elite Eight segment that is surprisingly not elite. So settle in, grab a drink, you just may learn something, all on DCN this week. Good evening. Thank you for joining us for your DCN This Week show. I'm your host, Tommy, and we'll have two special correspondents joining us tonight on the TTA Studios desk. A little something for the fellas. We've got Brooke. Good evening, Brooke. Good evening, Tommy. And a little something for the ladies. We've got Michael. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Tommy. Good evening, Brooke. But first, let's see what's happening in the news. Our top story this week, Mickey Mouse is celebrating his 90th anniversary this year. The various Disney theme parks all over the world will have special events all year celebrating this achievement. In addition to the other sectors of the Disney company who will also be celebrating the landmark with various events, merchandise, and more. Disney CEO Bob Iger, not one to be left out, plans to get in on the celebration in, quote, the Bob Iger way. His celebration will be very similar to how he celebrates most events in his life, by buying that sporty little Kia he's had his eye on, and then impulse buying another franchise that shouldn't coexist with the Disney brand, followed up by five to six intense hours in the bathroom, practicing his smile. And then finally, prank calling Comcast CEO Brian Roberts, pretending to be his illegitimate son named Schmob Schmeiger. In other news, our old friend Scott Trowbridge is at it again on the Disney Parks blog, posting like a madman, breaking news and breaking hearts. This week, Scott followed up his earth-shattering announcement from last week about the opening date, or dates, timeframes? Opening timeframes, yeah. Opening timeframes of the new Star Wars land coming to the Disney Parks. This week, Scotty announced that the main village featured in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge would in fact be called Black Spire Outpost. Wow, Scott, I don't think I'm alone in saying we'll be on pins and needles until your next blog post. What could it be about? Is it too early to share if there will be ice served in the drinks? Do you not want to give away the secret of what type of hand drying options we'll have in the bathrooms? You got this girl's attention, Scotty. You got it. In These Things Cost Us Nothing news, the Animal Kingdom is debuting a new meet and greet and character dance party this week in Dinoland USA section of Disney Animal Kingdom Park. It will be entitled Donald's Dino Bash. Guests will be able to meet Donald, Goofy, and Chip and Dale all dressed up as explorers or in various dinosaur costumes. Critics of the Disney dance parties question the purpose of them. 
saying the dance parties rarely have kids participate, and they're mostly just an excuse for adult nerds to dance without the pressure of attracting the opposite sex. While on the opposing side, adult nerds say that to them, the dance parties are just an excuse for them to dance without the pressure of attracting the opposite sex. In Disneyland, it's been confirmed that the Blue Bayou restaurant in the New Orleans Square area of Disneyland Park will be offering Fantasmic dining packages for lunch. Previously, the Fantasmic dining packages had been available only for dinner. This is a special package guests can book that has a prefix menu at Blue Bayou combined with the reserve space for the Fantasmic show. In short, you get your lunch at Blue Bayou and then a fast pass for Fantasmic. Whew, this is a shrewd move by Disney to beef up attendance at this little struggling upstart. I'm kidding. This is the most popular restaurant on property. It's stupid for them to try and boost- Oh, wait. This Justin. Mm-hmm. Oh, prefix menu? Okay. Mm-hmm. They can charge more for lunch. And control costs on inventory. Oh, I get it. Disney, you got me again. You so-and-sos. Here's a thousand dollars. Haagen-Dazs Ice Cream in downtown Disney in California officially closed their doors last week. It'll soon be replaced by another ice cream retailer called Salt and Straw. It's the Portland, Oregon-based chain. Fans of the Portland locations will be happy to know that all of their favorite flavors will be making the trip to the downtown Disney location, such as rhubarb crumble, wild honey ricotta, white petal and osmanthus, and of course, that local Portland favorite, non-ironic hipster plant-based coffee tattoo. In fact, no matter your favorite flavor, it'll be a real treat to indulge in all the frozen desserts you like, which will be made in-house the Portland way, churned by a listless guy on a fixed gear bike while listening to minor chord music. Disney released the trailer this week to their new live action remake of an animated classic entitled Christopher Robin. The movie features an adult Christopher Robin teaming up with the old gang from Hundred Acre Woods, such as Pooh, Tigger, and Piglet. 75% of people polled after viewing this trailer said the movie looked good and they would see it. 85% said, please stop calling me and making me watch these trailers. And finally, Disney Lucasfilm's latest release, Solo, bombed at the box office, making an embarrassing $101 million. In a surprise move, Disney distribution chief Dave Hollis opened up to The Hollywood Reporter about the failure, saying, We have a lot of work to do trying to understand this. Later that day, Hollis went on to issue a stern edict to his distribution department that signifies a dramatic shift in the Disney film distribution policy. Stop distributing movies people don't want to see. There's your news, everybody. We'll be right back. In honor of the release of Solo, we submit to you this especially themed moment for us. Let's take it. Welcome aboard. This is Captain Rex from the cockpit. I know this is probably your first flight, and it's mine too. <laughs> well, it looks like we're going to have a smooth flight to Endor, so I'll go ahead and open the cockpit shield. Hi there. I see they're loading our navigator R2-D2, and then we'll be on our way. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. Star Tours 45, elevator platform has been activated. Defense final relaunch. Roger, Control. All status, go. 
Captain has opened the exit doors. You may then unlatch your safety restraints by pressing the release button on your left. Oh, and do make sure you have your personal belongings. Thank you. Welcome back to your DCN This Week show. Two weeks ago on DCN This Week, we featured a segment entitled Brooke's Not Impressed. It was a fun segment by our DCN correspondent, Brooke, in which she explained to us that she's not impressed with the Dole Whip. Well, we got some mail about this one. And tonight, Brooke has agreed to sit down with us to do a hard-hitting, no-ground-rules interview as a response to the backlash she's received from the Disney community. Let's get into it. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight, Brooke. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you for having me. Uh, Brooke, you're a DCN correspondent who brings it. What does bring it mean to you? How about commitment? It means not letting you down, not letting the listeners down, but mostly it means not letting me down. Let me read this statement. It's attributed to you. Dole whips are overrated. I believe you said it uh, two weeks ago on the program. Right, right. Yes, I did say that. I got caught up in the heat of the moment. I stand by what I said, though, but it was mostly for fun, a little bit of a joke. But I know it made a lot of people very angry. I got a lot of mail about it. A lot of mail. Mostly from people who love Dole Whips. I don't blame them. If I can take this opportunity right now, I'd like to address all of those people who sent the mail. <clears throat> I got your mail. I don't feel like I have anything to prove, and I don't want to fight you. What was going through your head a few weeks ago when you made these salacious statements? You know, the DCN show is just getting started and I really wanted to leave my mark, let people know who I am. It's not a hot take or clickbait like people say. I stand by it, but this is just for fun, right? Purely for fun. Purely for fun. I've eaten Dole Whips, you know that. I know that. They aren't the worst. They just aren't very good and I'm not impressed. Uh, okay, well, we, we got it. Um, Brooke. What do you say to the critics that say Brooke wouldn't know a good dessert if it hit her in the head? I I don't really understand the analogy, but look, Tommy, if I listened to the critics, I wouldn't be here today. I have one of the emails we received. Can I read it to you? Sure. This is from Kenny Fontswater of Muncie, Indiana. It says, Brooke, who do you think you are? I mean, where do you get off? Dole whips don't impress you? If you aren't impressed by Dole Whips, how are you even qualified to review Dole Whips? Dole Whips aren't just iced cream. It's a balanced and nuanced piece of frozen confectionery. You're just too small-minded to see it. You are small. And how about this? I'm not impressed with you. Love, Kenny Fonswater. Care to respond to that? I wouldn't respond to men that talk to me like that. Unless, of course, their name started with the Scott and ended with the Trowbridge. Uh, Kenny uh, actually sent a follow-up email a couple hours later. Uh, I have it right here. Let me read it for you. It says, Brooke, I found your Facebook profile online, and after spending a few hours going through your pictures, I just have to say that my previous email was a total goof. You're right. Dole Whips are completely awful. I totally agree. So are you free this week? We should get together sometime and not have a Dole Whip. Am I right? <laughs> LOL. Here's my number. Call me. 
Brooke, will you be calling Kenny? No, no, I don't think so. It says here in this report that a lot of people say you aren't passionate enough about Dole Whips one way or the other. People want to see more passion from you. They want demonstrative love or hate. They want you to say, I love it or I hate it. And they're saying that Brooke isn't passionate about anything. Is that true? That's true. I refuse to get too passionate about one thing or another. I'll get 13 or 14 hours of sleep a day. That's where my commitment lies. I've got a positive email here. Do you mind if I read it? Please go ahead. This is from Fred Myers of Kilburn, Georgia. It says, Dear Disney crew, I've spent the last 15 years of my life espousing on the wonders of the Dole Whip in Walt Disney World. I don't know. I guess I just sort of fell in line, as they say. But after hearing Brooke's succinct review, frankly indicating that maybe it's not that great, I had to meditate on that. And you know what? She might be right. And frankly, it's got me questioning a lot of my choices in life and many of other things that I thought to be true. So you'll be happy to know that I've officially renounced the Dole Whip. I've purged my internet history of all Dole Whip related websites. I've quit my job. I've sold my house and I've dumped my girlfriend. Thanks for opening my eyes, Disney crew. Care to respond? Yes. Fred, you're welcome. Can we talk about your pre-show ritual? the chanting and excessive washing of your hands. No. Brooke, we here at the Disney crew, we love you and we love your takes. Please keep up the good work. It's the only work I know how to do. Thank you, we'll be right back. Welcome back. And now we present to you a segment we like to call the Elite Eight in which we give you our consensus top eight selections on different subjects. Tonight, we're giving you our elite eight on Walt Disney World attractions that are not considered elite. Taking the lead on this special report is our DCN correspondent, Michael. Joining him, Brooke. Michael? Thank you, Tommy. When you think about taking a trip to Disney World and you think about the attractions that you can't wait to ride, certainly uh, some of the ones that you think about, the ones that we love, are the e-ticket attractions. Everyone knows and loves Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Expedition Everest, Tower of Terror, all of the e-tickets that everyone furiously tries to get fast passes for. But there are also many other attractions that maybe are considered a little bit lesser but really help to make the trip complete and are a special part of every trip. What are the great unsung heroes of the attraction lineup? What are the smaller non-e-ticket attractions or not popular dark rides that are worth your time or better still, wonderful in their own right? Let's find out as Brooke and I count down the elite eight of non-elite attractions. Brookie, take it away. Number eight. Reflections of China at the China Pavilion in the World Showcase area of Epcot. Reflections of China is a Circle Vision 360 film that allows you to journey through ancient and modern China. Famous Chinese poet Li Bai is your guide as he takes you through the sights and sounds of China. You'll get to see the Huangpu River, Nanjing Road, the Peking Opera Company, and the Yangtze River. Yes, it's totally a tourism advertisement, but it's so effective, engaging, and fun to watch. 
It totally makes you want to visit China, until you remember that China's air pollution problem is visible from outer space. And then the movie is the next best thing to going, so it definitely had to make our list. Number seven is The Seas with Nemo and Friends at the Seas Pavilion in the Future World area of Epcot. Yes, we miss the hydrolators. Yes, we miss the old Seabase Alpha days. However, if you have to shove characters into pavilions, this one actually makes a lot of sense, and it makes for a really inventive way to present this attraction. In this attraction, you board a clammobile and descend deep into the ocean to explore the big blue world. You'll experience an adventure under the water as you search for Nemo with Marlin and Dory. You'll encounter old characters as well as a pretty seamless blend of real actual sea life mixed in with the animated Nemo characters. It's a fun and oddly calming attraction. At the very least, it's a great way to get some nice AC in the Florida heat. Number six, Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail in the Africa area of Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Warning, this attraction requires walking. At the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail, you'll venture into the heart of Africa and encounter exotic animals as you trek through the dense foliage of Pangani Forest. And these aren't animatronics, baby. Disney's Animal Kingdom Park desperately did not want to be called a zoo, but they should have embraced that because attractions like these are the next generation of zoos, and the park would be better if it had more like it. This walking attraction is a way to see real animals such as gorillas, meerkats, and zebras up close in real habitats, with everything decadently themed in the way only Disney can do. You'll truly be transported to another part of the world, and you'll feel as though you're in a lush ancient forest. If you aren't one of those people on an ECV or with a double-wide stroller, please take time to walk through and fully explore this area. You won't regret it. Number five. Whoa, Canada! Oh, Canada in the Canada Pavilion in the World Showcase area of Epcot. Another 360 film? Yes. This is another Circle Vision 360 film, this time showcasing the country of Canada. And much like the film Reflections of China, it gives you a breathtaking and rousing view of some of Canada's real treasures. As the China film chose a mystical, influential poet as its narrator, Oh, Canada follows suit by enlisting Martin Short who is very funny and charming in this film. You can truly feel the love and admiration Martin Short has for Canada. You can feel it in his words. And then when you see the moving pictures in front of you, well, it's nothing short of awe-inspiring. If you like breathtaking views and funny commentary, well, then you've got to check out O Canada. Number four, Maharaja Jungle Trek in the Africa area of Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Yes, another trail, but this one is even better than the last. This one has drop-dead gorgeous theming and some of the most incredibly immersive environments anywhere. At this trail, you'll venture into the mystical Anandapur Royal Forest, which is a tropical paradise of trees filled with ancient ruins of a bygone era. Legend has it that it was at one time a special hunting ground for the wealthy Maharajas of old, but now exists only in stories and memories. You'll navigate through a canopy of trees, over swaying footbridges, past cascading waterfalls, by a palace that is centuries old, and encounter the majestic tigers. It's an incredible way to spend some time at the animal kingdom, and people walk right by it, running to another fast pass. This attraction here is indispensable Disney. It wraps up story, theming, education, and entertainment all in one fantastic attraction. 
Number three is the Muppets present great moments in history in Liberty Square at the Magic Kingdom. In Liberty Square, outside of the Hall of Presidents, the Muppets perform live daily performances about American history. Their ideas about history may be a, a little off, but it's all so fun and entertaining. What's most exciting is the ability to see the Muppets up close and in real life. The puppet work and actors are all phenomenal. The stories are great and the comedy is finely balanced. It's best not to go into too much detail because the gags are best experienced firsthand. If it's not over 110 degrees outside and there aren't parents forcing their crying kids to sit and watch this, then you should definitely stop by Liberty Square and check out the Muppets. Number two. Walt Disney World Railroad at the Magic Kingdom. The ultimate background attraction is the Walt Disney World Railroad. It's a staple in every Disney park, but few people take the time to experience it and enjoy it. It's an attraction that celebrates classic Americana as you ride a vintage train all around the Magic Kingdom. Listen to the clamor of the engine, the churn of the wheels, or the sounds of the whistle as you meander down the track and venture through the lands of the Magic Kingdom. It's a relaxing 20-minute ride that lets you be a part of history as the trains are almost 100 years old. Walt Disney was a train buff. He even built one in his backyard. So this is not only something Walt put in his park, but it was also one of his lifelong passions. This attraction is both American history and Disney history, and it doesn't get the appreciation it deserves. And the number one non-elite attraction at Walt Disney World, and what a number one it is, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. It's a no-brainer, DCN consensus top selection. Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover is a 10-minute long tour of Tomorrowland aboard a free mass transit system of the future. You take off from the center of Tomorrowland in Rocket Tower Plaza for an elevated ride through Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, Mickey's Star Traders, some additional scenes, and you'll see some really cool models of early concepts for Epcot. This ride has a little bit of everything you want. It has a classic, timeless feel, good story and place, fun movement, educational engagement, and most of all, the ability to experience it with your friends due to the facing each other seating style of the cars. It's easy to ride this again and again and again, and we have too. And that, friends, is our Elite Eight of non-elite attractions in Walt Disney World. We'll be right back. Now it's time for another moment for us. It's fun to be free. Be on the move To go anywhere With never a care To do all there is to be done It's fun to be free I am. It's fun to be free To be on the move To ride or to hike Wherever you like to Thrill to this beautiful land Eyes, everybody happy You'll see what heaven can be It's fun to 
Thank you all for joining us on your DCN This Week show. It was a true pleasure having you with us, but sadly, now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Tune in next week for more news, facts, information, and more swipes at Bob Iger. At least until he promises to make me a successor, and then, of course, I'll promise to tow company line, Bob. Proud of you. Good night, everybody.